Good morning and welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. This is the podcast recording for June 14th, 2020. My name is Reverend Jason Warren Griffiths and I'm really glad you're joining us this morning. First announcement is thanks for coming out yesterday. We had a graduation celebration drive-by and would like to congratulate the graduates once again. Well done for closing this chapter and moving on to the next chapter in your lives. I'd like to also, just to remind everyone listening, please pray for our our session, our governing body here at this local outpost of God's kingdom. We are discerning on how we are going to reopen our doors and what that process is going to look like. We're gathering supplies, and we covet your prayers every step of the way. Our call to worship for this morning comes from Psalm 100. It's a psalm for giving grateful praise. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good, and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Let us. Worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Please rise.
good morning. Today we want to spend our children's message just honoring our students, um, those who are graduating, uh, which we celebrated yesterday in a parade. And thank you so much for all who came out. So congratulations to Kenny, Zeke, and Stephanie, and Evan, who is being promoted up from fifth grade into uh, junior high this year. And so we just want to congratulate them and celebrate them this morning. We also want to congratulate all of our students in um, sticking with and getting through virtual learning. This was different for many of our families and and many of the families across our community who have had to take on a role of teaching. And so we just want to congratulate our students and getting through this unnormal, usual school year. Uh, and we want to congratulate our parents, those who have had to, you know, take on this new form of learning at home. Um, we know it can be challenging, especially while juggling maybe your own job. So we want to just spend this time in celebration of completing this last school year. And we just want to thank God for this time, for these tools, and for ways that we can all still connect and learn um, when things like this happen. So thank you, God, for all of this. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, again, we just thank you for technology. Thank you for keeping us connected, bringing us together and allowing our students to continue learning and meeting milestones and achievements, even though our school doors are closed. Be with us now and be with us this week. We pray this in your precious name. Amen. We come before God, not as despised sinners, but as beloved children. With the confidence of children of God, let us humbly confess our sin. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors and we have refused to hear the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. As people born of water and the Spirit, we have died to the old life, and a new life has begun. God's grace is poured out upon us day by day. Come to the water and remember your baptism. Be thankful and live as one who has been raised to new life. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thousand stories of one day think you're like, but I've heard the tender whispers of love. 
the dead of night and you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone. You're good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am, it's who I am. When I've seen many searching for answers far and wide, but I know that we're all searching for answers. Only you provide, cause you what we need before we say a word. You're good, good Father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. You are perfect in all of your As you call me deeper still as you call me deeper still as you call me deeper still into love love your good good father it's who you are it's who you are it's who you are and I'm love it's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am, you're a good, good father, it's who you are, it's who you are, it's who you are, and I'm Do I? 
We are now halfway through the Christian year. This week begins the longest season of the liturgical year, often referred to as Ordinary Time. I like the title Trinity Tide or Trinity Season. The first half of the liturgical year focuses on the story of Jesus, and the second half focuses on the ongoing story of the people of God. That's us, ladies and gentlemen, and we're in the study of the first letter of Peter's. And as we learned last week, he opens, he opens his letter with identity stuff. He talks about we as followers of Jesus being chosen and elect and sprinkled in the blood of our, our, our dear Messiah, Jesus Christ. And then he moves into how Jesus is our living hope. He's our living hope, and he, as, as we learned last week, our living hope in a time that's difficult, but our difficulties are just a little while compared to that of eternity. And then he rounds out and ends chapter 1 in a call to each of us to live holy lives. We started a, a couple's Bible study on this same book, and... Don Beard's a part of that. And if you want more information, simply email me at jason at pccov.net and I'll get you more information. But we've just started studying First Peter and Don Beard read from his children's Bible. He read this, First Peter is a letter to followers of Jesus with a call to live holy lives even when it's difficult and painful. Now let's turn to our text. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1-10 through 10. Rid yourselves, therefore, of all malice and all guile, insincerity, envy, and all slander, like newborn infants. Long for the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation, if indeed you have tested that the Lord is good. Come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight, and living, and like living stones, let yourself be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, see, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. To you then, who believe, he is precious. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the very head of the corner, and a stone that makes them stumble, and a stone that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, 
But now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. This is the word of the Lord. Praise be to God. The first three verses of our text this morning seem to be an overflow of the previous passage, the end of chapter 1. And he simply says, Rid yourself, therefore, of all malice, all guile, insincerity, envy, and all slander. In other words, knock it off. We see a pattern forming in this letter. Peter opens the letter with, You're chosen, you're elect, kind of defining who we are. And then he moves into some theology and just another amazing truth about Jesus. He's our living hope. And then he calls us to action. Note that this is all to a struggling church in a, in a time of trial and tribulation, much like our own. Our call is simply right at the outset of this passage Stop talking behind people's backs. Stop spreading negativity. You got some malice? Knock it off. Remind yourselves of the salvation that has, was given to you in Jesus Christ. And hunger and thirst for that. And so then in, chap- in, in verse 4, he he goes into he goes back into his repeat pattern except this time he switches it he talks about Jesus first he talks about our savior and he calls him our living stone he's our living cornerstone now um in 2012 right after the hurricane hit Haiti I happened to be uh, on a mission trip, and uh, Pachi was on this trip with me too, um, along with a team of about 15 or 16. Pachi's a new member of Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, so um, reach out to her and say, hey, good job, you were there too. But there was a guy who hosted this, his name was Dr. Marquette, and he said something I'll never forget. He said, we may be covered in mud, because it was right after the hurricane, and there was mud everywhere, it was disgusting. But he said, we may be covered in mud, but we are still the pearl of the Caribbean. And a pearl will always be beautiful. Those are, those are synonymous. They're, they're very similar to the words that Peter is sharing with us this morning. It may look pretty dismal outside, but we're still the body of Christ. We are still the church. We are still the bride. First, he gives a word picture of Jesus. Jesus as the cornerstone. Now, this may seem complicated, but in the words of N.T. Wright, it seems complicated because it is. (laughs) Uh, He says five times in these six verses, stone, First, um, I, like I like I've mentioned before, probably too much or too often, uh, my wife and I had the privilege and the honor of going over to the Holy Land last year, and 
I can't even count the the number of times that Malia turned to me and said, there's so many stones. There are so many stones here. This changes the way I read scripture. I I echo that and I, I and I recall just driving it's a lot more rocky than you imagine it. The terrain of the holy land. There are simply rocks everywhere. It is very rocky and very stone, I guess like stony. I don't even know if that's a word, but I don't think so. We'll talk to some English majors later, but there's stones everywhere. And so so much so that Jesus was most likely not a carpenter's son, but a, more of a mason. The word in the Greek is uh, builder. And trees are actually like a, a fraction of how many stones there are. So most things are built out of stone. Anyway. Back to the text. Paul or Peter invites us. He says, "Come to him, a living stone." So this this text about Jesus it starts with an invitation. Come to this living stone, and then Peter does some complicated things. He quotes Psalm one seventeen, and in the Hebrew. The word stone is ben, and the word sun is eben. Very similar. So he's, he's doing a word play while quoting the Old Testament. And Peter's making the theological point that the kingdom of God is being rebuilt in Zion, in Jerusalem. But it's not through stones it's through living stones and it's not through a corner stone but a corner sun it's a he's building a kingdom but it's not a building a physical building it's a realm and in that truth he's rebuilding the kingdom of God out of us, out of people. Um, now, and then he goes into how Jesus was rejected. And he kind of lumps us into there. Like, so so we're, we're, we're living stones like our Savior. Jesus is the cornerstone that holds it all together. And there's a whole nother sermon in that about how amazing a cornerstone is, how it holds everything so that it's straight and upright. And also, it's also used as the highest place on a building is usually the cornerstone where you, you, you send the watch person. So there's all kinds of stuff there, but we won't, we don't have time this morning. We're just simply saying, Notice that Jesus, he's our cornerstone in this kingdom, that we are his living stones. And then he, as the cornerstone, was rejected and suffered and was ultimately crucified. 
killed. And so we're living stones in this living building that our cornerstone is this living stone that's the living son of God that laid his very own life down for us and suffered persecution, trials, and tribulations to the utter end, to the utter max. Do you, do you get comforted by that? Because I sure do. Our hero suffered. Our savior felt pain. Now, like I said, he Peter has this this pattern. He usually identifies us and does goes into identity and then describes some deep theological truth about our savior and then calls us to action. And so the rest of the passage is going to be a call to action, but in this passage, he's flipped it. He said, okay, let's start with Jesus this time and let's talk about how amazing and beautiful he is and how he reaches and meets us perfectly. We are all living stones because God's flipped the script that our kingdom is not a stagnant building. Our, our, our kingdom isn't defined by four walls and a roof. Our kingdom is a realm in which it's everywhere. It has no boundaries. And it's because our kingdom has a cornerstone that is the son, the son of the living God. And so then he turns it and he just, he just turns on the fire hose as to our identity. What's, what's, the, what's a church according to this passage? We're a chosen people. We're a royal holy priesthood. We were a bunch of just strangers, not a people, that now are made into a people. We are living stones. Peter is reminding us who we are. We are not a building. This is not a spiritual gas station where you get filled up. This is a mirror showing you and me uh, what what we are all along. The Holy Spirit has made us into the temple of the living God. We are the living stones. Note, we are no less the church when we are scattered throughout this week. You're no less chosen today. You are no less a, a member of the royal and holy priesthood. You have a direct line with the God who made this world, this universe, set the stars in place and made the ocean waves wave. You belong. You belong to me and I belong to you because of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I was once not a part of a people. I didn't belong. Do you remember that show's Cheers? Do you remember the, uh, the opening song? Everybody, everybody wants to go to a place where they know your name. 
Your name is known. Your name is known and cared for here. And the here, by the way, isn't a physical place. It's us as a people. It's your brothers and sisters listening to this podcast right now or at an earlier or later time. We are connected because we are all part of this living organism. This living stone. Now, how do we apply this? First, we recognize Jesus holds it all together. Worship Jesus. I think I, I even in your isolation, even when you when somebody when Cornell starts the organ back up and we we start singing together on this podcast, sing louder. Find the lyrics, pause it and look up the lyrics somewhere on the World Wide Web, print it out, come back and sing it. Sing it loud. Because we worship and our worship goes to our God who brings it all to himself and therefore brings us all to himself and unites us. And Jesus, our Lord and Savior, holds us all together. Recognize. Look to your right and look to your left. This is a rough time. You know, I miss people. I miss hanging out with you. I miss holding hands. I miss seeing your faces. I miss not having a mask on. But recognize our Savior went through way, way worse. The world that he had created rejected him. I occasionally reject Jesus. I've been known to put other things before him in my life. But he's our cornerstone. And accept Paul's, uh, Peter's invitation here. Come to the living stone. Come to Jesus. Meet, meet with Jesus this week. Invite him to shape you. How would your trip to the supermarket change if you remembered who you are? You're a royal priestess. How would your trip to pick up your grandchildren be different if you saw yourself as a, as a nation, as a people? Or your time apart from your grandchildren? How would that change with the the washing over of you with this text and the realization even though you be apart you are a people what if you woke up tomorrow knowing the truth God picked me I'm chosen I'm chosen by God What would we look like if we realized that Jason, our church building, aren't the church? You are. The person listening to this podcast, you are. Even when we're scattered. 
even when there's a pandemic, even when there's social uprising, even when there's revolt, even though, even when there's tumultuous waters and it's trials all around, you are the church. You are a living stone in the kingdom of God. We may be covered in mud right now. And we may have lost our way a little bit. But a living stone is still beautiful. Amen. The counters didn't come into the office this week, so we don't have our total for the tithes and offerings. But we do know that our God is good. Our God rains blessing upon blessing on all of us through the Son, by the Spirit. Our tithes and offerings are now received. Please send all gifts to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. Our offerings are now received.
words of the Apostle Paul, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. There are times we cannot find the words to pray, even when we know we ought to be praying. Our pain is too deep for words. Holy Spirit, at those times, intercede for us. Let us pray. Holy and merciful God, you created humanity in your image without exception. Yet over the past few weeks, we have witnessed horrific brutality against your creation. We are outraged at the innocent lives lost. We are fearful that things won't change and fearful that they will. We are filled with grief over the prejudice and injustice we have seen. Allow these events that break your heart to break our hearts too. Racism is an affront to Jesus's gospel of love. As followers of Jesus Christ, we are called to support and protect one another. For when one suffers, we all suffer. Do not let us become apathetic, O Lord. Transform these feelings and prayers into your love and action. Give us courage to examine how we have yielded, perhaps even reinforced, unjust systems. Help us to repent and change our ways. Open our minds to understand that all your children are brothers and sisters in the same human family. Open our hearts to repent of racist attitudes, behaviors, and speech which demean others. Open our ears to hear the cries of those wounded by racial discrimination and their passionate appeals for change. Strengthen our resolve to make amends for past injustices and to right the wrongs of history. And fill us with courage that we may seek to heal wounds, build bridges, forgive and be forgiven and establish peace and equality for all in our communities. Lord Jesus, you who died a cruel and unjust death, remind us that your answer to despair is resurrection, that with you, all things are possible, that you have promised to never leave or forsake us, that you will always be present to call out injustice, strengthen the faint-hearted, heal the sick, comfort those who mourn, and bless the peacemakers. We ask your blessing, Father, on peaceful protesters. Protect them from illness. Protect them from violence. Be present, God, with our police officers in this difficult time, that they may serve and protect their communities according to their calling, with humanity, integrity, professionalism, and courage. Be present, God, with all who foster division and hate. Heal their wounded places. We pray for healing for those affected by COVID-19 and other illnesses. For those who mourn the loss of loved ones, we pray for your comfort. For the unemployed and the underemployed, we pray for gainful employment and financial resources and for our city, county, state, and national leaders, we pray for your wisdom. 
God of grace, transform this world that you love so much and use us in ways that honor you and point the world to a saving faith in Jesus Christ. We lift up all of our spoken and silent prayers to you, Lord Jesus, and continue praying as you taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Go forth as living stones held together by our cornerstone, Jesus the Christ. And now our benediction for this morning. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God our Savior be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.